Welcome to episode five of the Lose It podcast. This is your raw and unfiltered weekly guide through the transformative journey of weight loss. Whether you're thinking about losing weight, losing weight now, bathing in the success of your weight loss results, or just plain sick and tired of being a fat fuck, this podcast is tailor-made just for you. I'm your host, Nick Jopo. Five years ago, I lost 110 pounds after a lifetime of gaining and losing weight. Now I've dedicated my life to sharing my story and helping others do the same. Today we're talking about emotional eating and more specifically, binge eating. What my experience was like for those two things, how I overcame emotional and binge eating, and how you might be able to put some of these things in practice to overcome these issues as well. My cycle of gaining and losing weight started as an 18-year-old when I went to college. I would gain 50 pounds every school year and lose 50 pounds every summer. I always thought that that was just because I had such an unhealthy relationship with food. The issue was that I thought that the issue was that when I went to school, I had access to a cafeteria and I had no self-control, so I would just eat unlimited quantities of essentially a buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was eating a shit ton of food that was really bad for me. Growing up, I never ate any healthy or nourishing foods ever. No fruits, no vegetables. It was always fast food or microwaved meals, and there were some home-cooked meals as well, um, but my family didn't really prioritize health in that way and didn't have the knowledge of what foods were healthy or what foods were nourishing. So the first time I ever ate a fruit or vegetable, I was probably 19 or 20 years old, but those things were not consistently in my diet until I was 24 or maybe even 25 years old. So I'm only four or five years into actually eating healthy at this point in my life as a 29 year old. Looking back on why I was gaining so much weight, every school year, I was so stressed out, and every summer, I was so not stressed out, and I was so happy, I was see so free-flowing, I was so outside in the sunshine, and every summer it just seemed like things were going really well. Every school year, it was winter, it was cold and snowy and no sun, it was stress about social anxiety, it was stress about school, it was stress about what the fuck am I going to do with my life, it was stress about not having money and racking up a bunch of student loans, and it always just seemed like nothing was going my way during the school year, and I was sad, or I was depressed, or I was anxious, so I would gain a bunch of weight, and I would do that by eating a shit ton of food and not moving my body very often. So I'd go to the cafeteria or go get fast food or whatever it was that I was in the mood for. And I would just eat a really large quantity of deep fried food or dessert or whatever I was in the mood for at that time. And I would do this for a full school year. And there were times where I would eat so much food that the walk back to my dorm room or the, the walk back to my apartment or my house or whatever year it was would be brutal because I was so damn full I could barely move. And when I would get to summertime, after gaining 40 or 50 pounds and feeling unmotivated and feeling like shit, 
and feeling bad about myself, well, now I would be completely alone for the summer. All my friends would go home. I'm living by myself. I have more control over my, over my environment because I don't have access to this food court. I don't have access to this unlimited quantity of food any time of the day or night. I have complete control. So I only fill my fridge with foods that are going to help me hit my calorie goal. I'm only buying foods that I think are healthy for me. And at this point, I still didn't have much knowledge on what foods actually made me feel good or nourished me properly. But what I'm getting at is that every time that I felt better about myself and I felt like I had more control over my environment, I would lose weight and feel better physically. And that's what emotional eating is for me. It's when I feel bad about things that are going on in my life, when I felt bad about things that were going on in my life, I would eat horrible food that made my body feel so bad that I almost couldn't even think about all of the things that were going on and that were wrong with my life. It's hard to think about what you're going to do with your future when your stomach feels so bad from eating eight chicken strips and three pieces of pizza and two boxes of french fries or whatever the hell it is that you're binging on. And there were nights when I would literally eat five or 6,000 calorie meals at eight o'clock. I would lay down at 8.30 or 9 and just scroll on my phone for five or six hours until I passed out and then sleep for 10 or 11 hours, wake up the next morning and look in the mirror. And my face would be unrecognizable because of the amount of fucking salt that I just ate and how bloated I was. And I would retain so much water in my body that I almost couldn't recognize myself in the mirror the next morning. And this was, there were times when this was five or six nights a week for months or eight or nine months at a time until I would get to summer and then go, well, I have more control now. I'm not around other people as much anymore. And when I'm alone, I'm more on top of my habits. When I'm around other people, everybody wants to go out and drink alcohol or eat food at all these places that make me feel like shit. And I'm also stressed out because uh, of XYZ and school year and girls and friendships and what the hell am I doing? I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating. Summer, I feel good, I feel good, I feel good. I'm eating better, I'm moving my body more. Gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight cycle. Five years, completely destroying my body. Zero consistency ever. I never one day ate in a caloric maintenance state. I only overate or underate every day for five years. Overeating, undereating, overeating, undereating, no consistency no maintenance ever. And my body really suffered. After I graduated from college, and about a year after college, when I sat down and really started addressing my issues with food and alcohol and exercise, I would just write down how I felt on a piece of paper. And this is something that I invite you to do as well, if this story is resonating with you and if you feel that you have a similar issue. I just wrote down on a piece of paper everything that I thought was wrong with my relationship with food, all of the foods that I ate that I knew made me feel bad. And then I started writing down foods that I want to start eating that I think would make me feel good. So I started thinking about substitutes. Instead of eating cheeseburgers every day, what if I ate ground chicken or ground beef in a stir fry? And just looking for healthy alternatives. That was the first step. And that's pretty basic. But that evolved more into how do specific foods make me feel when I eat ice cream, I feel really good for 10 or 20 minutes, and then I feel like shit afterwards. When I eat a whole Domino's pizza, I feel phenomenal 
for about five minutes afterwards. And then for one to two days after that, I feel bloated as fuck. I feel like I can't move very well. I feel like I can't think straight. And I feel like I don't look the same in the mirror, especially the next morning after eating a full Domino's pizza. So I started educating myself, not on emotional eating in general, not reading articles about how to overcome emotional eating, but how I can overcome emotional eating for me because it's a person-to-person issue. There's no, there's no one shoe fits all when it comes to emotional or binge eating or relationships with food. I had to get to the point where it's not about studying. It's not about being a theorist. It's about being a practitioner and actually practicing my relationship with food. And I did that by just writing down how specific foods made me feel and recognizing the emotion that I felt tied to specific foods in both the short-term and the long-term. Again, ice cream, short-term, great, long-term, bad. Pizza, short-term, great, long-term, bad. And I was looking for ways to live in the long-term. That's the first thing I did. And that helped me lose about 75 pounds in a year. So after I get through this year of losing 75 pounds, I'm now probably 25 years old. And this was the, the most weight I had ever lost at one time. I started binge eating after I lost weight in a way that I never had before, where I would go a full month of binge eating every single day. And a lot of this came from, at the time, this was maybe 2019, 2020, a lot of this came from intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting was a real fad in 2019 or 2020. Everyone was doing it. And it basically just turned into an excuse to not eat breakfast. It, it was a funny time where growing up, if you didn't eat breakfast, you were like this unhealthy fuck that needs to start taking care of yourself. And then one social media influencer makes a post about how intermittent fasting is beneficial. And all of a sudden, all these people that thought they were really unhealthy started bragging about the fact that they've never eaten breakfast. Like their bodies just changed overnight. These things are not one shoe fits all. But it's worth trying. And my strategy to maintain weight after I lost it was to start intermittent fasting. So I basically just stopped eating breakfast. And my idea was if I could only eat lunch and dinner, then I'm going to have one meal less per day. If I have one meal less per day, then I'm going to eat less calories throughout the day. And if I eat less calories throughout the day in a way that feels natural, then I'm not going to gain weight back. Then I'll be able to sustain weight forever. And I also thought, because at this time, eating you know, quote-unquote healthy foods or foods that are nourishing for my body was still such a pain in the ass and felt so unnatural. I thought to myself, if I could just eat two meals a day that are healthy instead of three, then I won't have to think as much about food. I won't have to plan my meals as much, and I won't have to eat as much variety. And that made a lot of sense for where I was at the time. And that actually worked for a couple of months, just eating lunch and dinner but over time, it turned into just eating dinner. And it turned into, well, my lunches aren't, they could be healthier. My dinners are spot on healthy. I've got the right nutrients. I've got organic grass-fed foods. I've got a lot of fruits. I've got some vegetables. My dinners are absolutely spot on. But my lunches are kind of lacking. I'm still eating sandwiches from Jimmy John's. And even though they're lower calorie, the bread's not very good for me. Then I started getting hyper-obsessed with the, the quality of food and what it was doing to my body and my health to the point where 
I only wanted to eat one meal a day because it felt really controllable. So after a couple months of losing weight and a couple months of just eating lunch and dinner, I started just eating dinner. And when I started just eating dinner, my health took a turn in a way that was really unexpected because I would get to three or four o'clock in the afternoon and maybe a month into this, after, after a month or so of doing this in a way that I thought was healthy, I was still eating really good foods and eating about a 2000 calorie dinner every day. So still, still under eating a little bit, but I, I wasn't starving myself by any means. After a couple months of doing this, my body just was not adapting well because I still wasn't getting all the nutrients that I needed. So I started feeling really weak. I started feeling really tired. And at three or four o'clock in the afternoon, I was so hungry. I couldn't fathom only eating 2000 calories. And I started getting really into DoorDash and Uber Eats. And this is April or May of 2020. So this is right when COVID hit. I was living in Portland, Oregon at the time. And in Portland, it was illegal to go outside without a mask on and all of the restaurants were closed. And I just started DoorDashing and Uber Eatsing every single day for months. And there was a 29 day period where I would get to three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I've already worked out, so I'm just starving at this point and haven't eaten in 23 or 24 hours. And I would order Red Robin. 29 days in a row, I ordered Red Robin in April of 2020 in Portland, Oregon. And this was my order. It was a Whiskey River barbecue chicken sandwich. Crispy with barbecue sauce on the side because when you put barbecue sauce on the sandwich, the bun gets kind of soggy when they drive it to you on DoorDash. Sub cheddar cheese for blue cheese crumbles, French fries, and then you click the free extra side of fries because Red Robin gives you unlimited free French fries, but when you get it delivered, they only give you one side for free. So you get two sides of fries for the price of one. Two ranches, a barbecue, a nacho cheese sauce, and a double appetizer of jalapeno coins and mozzarella sticks. And then I would also order a large blizzard from Dairy Queen. There were a few different flavors that I liked, but I'd always get the large blizzard and I'd try to get them to arrive at the same time because that's two different DoorDash orders. And at the time, DoorDash wouldn't, you couldn't get the same driver to grab you two things like you can now in 2024. So this was maybe a 6,000 calorie meal. And around four or five o'clock, I would eat exactly half of it. Half of the, the sandwich one of the sides of fries, half of the sauces, half of the double appetizer, so one appetizer, and half of the Dairy Queen Blizzard. And I would be so fucking full that I couldn't move for two or three hours. And then I'd get to about six o'clock, and I'd get to the point where I was up, and I was moving again, and I'd eat the second half of the meal. Another appetizer, another half a sandwich, another side of fries the rest of the sauces, the last half of the blizzard. And I was just entirely debilitated. And keep in mind, like at this point, I had already lost 80 or so pounds, maybe a little bit more. And I felt like I had achieved health. I had gone on this crazy weight loss journey. And I couldn't believe how unhealthy my relationship with food still was at this point. And this went on for months. This turned into binge exercising. So I'd wake up the next morning, face all bloated, 
holding a ton of water and I'd go run for one or two hours every day. I'd come home, I'd wait seven or eight hours until I would just click the reorder button on Red Robin and Dairy Queen. The only way that I was able to overcome my issues with emotional eating and binge eating was twofold. One was to recognize why I was eating emotionally. My issue with emotional eating wasn't that I had an unhealthy relationship with food. Even though I did have an unhealthy relationship with food, that's not what it stemmed from. It stemmed from how bad I felt about everything else that was going on in my life. It stemmed from the fact that I wasn't very confident. It stemmed from the fact that I was self-conscious about the fact that I didn't know if I would be able to maintain my healthy weight forever, and I was worried that I would gain weight back, and that stressed me the fuck out. It stemmed from the fact that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and I'm in my mid-20s, living in this city of people that I don't really know, and I'm living in an area that I don't really want to live, and I didn't have the confidence to take any risks. It stemmed from the fact that I was just chronically fucking bored. Every day I would wake up and go, I, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't think I'm passionate about anything. I'm kind of depressed. I'm kind of anxious. I kind of hate my job. I kind of don't like the girl that I'm hanging out with. I kind of don't always like my friends that I'm hanging out with and I'm drinking a lot of booze. And it just seemed like everything was going fucking wrong. And the best I ever felt was when I ate foods that were shitty for me and for the 10 minutes or so after eating those meals. And I was using food as an escape. The issue was not food. Food was the escape from my issues. And when I realized that, it changed the way that I looked at food forever. That helped me overcome my emotional eating. When it came to binge eating, when it came to eating really large quantities of food at one time, I realized that intermittent fasting for me really fucked me up. And the way that I overcame that was by eating breakfast and lunch or eating something, not necessarily a full meal, but at least waking up and eating an apple and a quarter of a pineapple, some fruit or some yogurt or something, and then eating a full-sized lunch. On days when I would eat a full breakfast and a full lunch, I didn't have it in me to binge eat. I didn't have the urge to eat a full Domino's pizza when I ate nourishing foods for breakfast and lunch and wasn't full and starving all day long or weak feeling. When I started talking to other people about intermittent fasting, I realized that a lot of people that were intermittent fasting were actually gaining weight because they were consuming so many more calories throughout that one meal. And a lot of them were having really unproductive evenings because they would eat these massive meals at dinner and then just be unable to move because it's taking so much energy for their body to process the foods. It's also really tough. Let's say that you have to eat 2,000 or 2,500 calories a day. It's tough to eat that many calories at once if you're eating healthy. It's easy to eat 2,000 calories of pizza because that's three pieces of pizza. Like anyone can do that. But it's really tough to eat 2,000 calories of meat, fruit, and vegetables or whatever yogurt, whatever healthy foods you're eating or that you want to be eating or that make your body feel good. Very few people can actually stomach a full meal that will give you a day's worth of calories unless the food is shitty. So intermittent fasting might work for you to stay in a calorie deficit. It didn't work for me. It works for some people. It absolutely did not work for me. But it probably won't work for you when it comes to eating really healthy foods because uh, it's almost impossible to eat 2,500 calories in one meal of healthy food. And if you can stomach that, 
then you are one of the few. I did not have it in me. I invite you to do what I did. To grab a piece of paper and to write down for a week everything that you eat. Don't count the calories. Don't worry about the macros or the ingredients or any of that shit. Just write down the meal. Beef stir-fried. Chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Cheeseburger from McDonald's. Ice cream from Dairy Queen. Cereal in the morning. Yogurt. Whatever the hell it is you eat. And write down how you feel right before you eat the food. I feel hungry. I feel tired. I feel energized. I feel happy. I feel content. Whatever, however you want to describe it. One word, three words, or a sentence. Eat your meal. And right after you eat it, write down on the piece of paper and another tab, another column, how you feel again. Just ate this ice cream. I fucking loved it. I feel great. Just ate this stir fry with a side of fruit. Didn't taste that great. I feel good. Wish it had this in it. Whatever comes to mind, just write it down on a piece of paper when it comes to the food you just ate. In an hour, come back and write down how you feel again. Feel great. Feel neutral. I feel bad. My body hurts. My stomach hurts. I'm tired. I'm energized. I feel like I want to go work out. Whatever it is, do this for a week. And you'll be able to start recognizing how specific foods make you feel. It's important to understand everyone has an emotional connection to food. Having an emotional connection to food doesn't mean you are an emotional eater. Everyone eats ice cream and feels good while they're eating ice cream. Not everyone feels good after they eat ice cream. Emotional eating is when you eat foods that make you feel bad in quantities that make you feel bad as a way to escape the other things happening in your life. Those are the emotional eaters. That was me. And that's a, a very large number of people in the world eating to escape. Write those down for a couple days, even one day, a couple days or a week, however long you can stick with it. And just educate yourself on how certain foods make you feel. And if you can get yourself to eat more of the foods that make you feel good an hour after you eat them, you will start feeling better about food and you will start feeling better overall. On that same piece of paper, write down the things that are stressing you out in life. Write down... My relationship with my partner is not great. Write down, I don't have good friends. Write down, I hate my job. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And when you start, if, if you're dealing with an issue with binge eating, when you start to feel like you're going to binge eat, look at the list, make any changes to the list that make sense, and recognize that potentially you're going into a binge eating episode because of the way that you feel about the things that are written on this piece of paper. It might not be that you have an unhealthy relationship with food. It might be that you have an unhealthy relationship with other things in your life that you can control. And if you can start gaining control over those things, you can start gaining control over your relationship with food. Food affects your emotions, but it goes the other way too. Emotions affect your relationship with food. It's about the balance and the connection between those two things. Once I was able to recognize the connection between those two things, I have complete control over my relationship with food. I have complete control over my cravings the vast majority of the time. That doesn't mean that I still don't eat a box of dates every once in a while or eat three pieces of pizza at a time once every couple months. I'm not perfect at all times. But I'm able to recognize 
where these patterns are coming from, why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, and make a conscious decision as to whether or not I want to eat this pizza and make sure that I'm eating it for the right reasons because I actually want to, not because I'm sad about XYZ, I'm depressed about XYZ. Just write down on the piece of paper everything that's wrong with your life. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to write down how to fix those things. And when you go to binge eat, pull open your camera on your phone and video yourself talking about how you feel. You're thinking about ordering up two Domino's pizzas and eating it all to yourself? Open up your phone in video. This is how I feel. I want to eat this food. Maybe I don't know why, but this is how I feel about my life right now. And let yourself do whatever feels right. You don't need to force yourself to not eat. You don't need to develop some crazy eating disorder instead of eating the Domino's pizza. You don't need to start under-eating. If you go forward with whatever it is that you were thinking about binge eating or eating a large quantity of, video yourself again afterwards and just be really real with yourself. I feel like shit. This was the experience of eating that Domino's pizza. This is how I feel now. Wake up the next day and eat a normal breakfast. Even if your body feels like total shit because you just ate 5,000 calories of whatever and you can't imagine having any room in your stomach to eat anything else because you feel so horrible, make yourself eat a nourishing breakfast. And that's going to be the best way for you to break this cycle of binging every day is by putting the, the food into your body that you need the next morning. So you ate a full Domino's pizza, wake up the next day, eat some yogurt, eat some fruit, eat some cereal, eat whatever it is you normally eat in the morning. Don't starve yourself the next day. Otherwise, your likelihood of binging again is really high. So eat a breakfast. Eat lunch. Force yourself to eat a breakfast and a lunch the day after binge eating. Even if you're overeating on your calories, it doesn't matter. Forget that goal for a day. Let's contain the cycle of binging before we try to lose weight or start thinking about calories. And video yourself again the next day. Here's how I feel after binge eating. I'm making myself eat breakfast. Document the journey for yourself. That might get you out of the cycle of binging for a couple days or a week. It depends on, on where you're at in your journey or what your relationship with emotional and binge eating is like. Mine was horrible. Yours might, yours might not be as bad, and that's great. Documenting these things, writing down your relationship, what your relationship with food is like, writing down how certain foods make you feel, writing down how you feel about things that are going on in your life, videoing how you feel right before you think about eating something that you know is going to hurt you in a quantity that you know is going to hurt you in the long run or the short term, videoing yourself afterwards, videoing yourself the next morning, and just documenting this. They can be five to 10 second videos or longer if you want. The next time you feel like binge eating, read the things that you wrote. Watch the videos that you recorded and remind yourself that you have a conscious decision to make. It doesn't need to be subconscious. It can be conscious. You can consciously decide, instead of eating this Domino's pizza, I'm going to go outside and drink some fucking water. I'm going to go for a walk. And I'm going to find a way to eat something that's going to be better for me. And I'm going to reconsider in an hour. Just give yourself one hour of doing the right thing before you decide to eat an entire Domino's pizza or whatever the hell it is you like binging on. Set a timer. Give yourself one hour of doing the right thing. Getting outside, drinking water, calling a friend or a family member, videoing yourself, reviewing the things that are wrong with your life and thinking about what you can do to positively impact any of those things. And I bet you that you have more control over your relationship with food than you think that you do.
I was surprised that I have way more control over my relationship with food than I ever thought that I did. And I'm confident that you'll feel the same way. If you made it to the end of the episode, I appreciate your support. I've dedicated my life to helping people have a healthier relationship with food and a healthier relationship with their body by telling my story. If the message resonates with you, follow along for next week. See you then.